ہادی خلق ہے مرہم قلب ہے جذب کی خاصیت اس نگینے میں ہے ہادی خلق ہے مرہم قلب ہے جذب کی خاصیت اس نگینے میں ہے پرتا جا چرتا جا یہ ندا آئے گی پرتا جا چرتا جا یہ ندا آئے گی یہ ترقی تلاوت کے زینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے ہے معتر مزا اس کے جینے میں ہے فکر فردہ کرو موج غم بول جا ہر بلا سے نجات اس سفینے میں ہے فکر فردہ کرو موج غم بول جا ہر بلا سے نجات اس سفینے میں ہے معرفت کی جواہر صدا لوت لو معرفت کی جواہر صدا لوت لو دونوں عالم کی خیر اس خزینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے ہے معتر مزا اس کے جینے میں ہے لائے دل کی دوا جبرائی لاغئی صبح کرشید ظاہر مدینے میں ہے لائے دل کی دوا جبرائی لاغئی صبح کرشید ظاہر مدینے میں ہے ہم سمجھتے ہیں قرآ کو عبر کرم ہم سمجھتے ہیں قرآ کو عبر کرم اور ابو جہل ایران کینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے ہے معتر مزا اس کے جینے میں ہے جو پسینہ بہائے کراسی ککر رحمت لم یزل اس پسینے میں ہے جو پسینہ بہائے کراسی ککر رحمت لم یزل اس پسینے میں ہے معصیت خیر ہے چاکے دامن ہوا معصیت خیر ہے چاکے دامن ہوا وحی قرآ رفو اس کے سینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے یہ کلام خدا جس کے سینے میں ہے ہے معتر مزا اس کے جینے میں ہے 
भूल जाओ यशीरो शकर का मजा नौश जाओ हलावत सकीने में बोल भूल जाओ यशीरो शकर का मजा नौश जाओ हलावत सकीने में जिसके दिल का कुरा से ताल्लुक न हो जिसके दिल का कुरा से ताल्लुक न हो संग लगता हुआ बहीने में है ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है मुआतर मजा उस के जीने में है ये सिखाया ये सिखाएगा तुमको निजाम बका जिंदगी की नजाफत करीने में है ये सिखाएगा तुमको निजाम बका जिंदगी की नजाफत करीने में है तृष्ण कामी ककुर आबे बका तृष्ण कामी ककुर आबे बका ए रजा शरबते वसल पीने में है ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है ये है मुआतर मजा उस के जीने में रब ने नाजिल किया लीलतुल कदर में रब ने नाजिल किया लीलतुल कदर में तोहफ हक मुबारक महीने में ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है ये कला में खुदा जिसके सीने में है मुआतर मजा उस के जीने में है अलहमदिल्लाबादी The fuzzle of Allah Taala. Over the past days, we have discussed many things, and 
Previously, many things were discussed as well. The issue is how much of this has been translated into our practical lives? How much have we imbibed? So much of this is summarized in those advices that were discussed on many occasions. Last year at the Kaaf also we discussed it. And if I recall, Allah Alam, perhaps even before that, the advices of Luqman والسلام, to his son. And this is a summary of many, many things. And therefore, even if we revise it every year also, the issue is to keep reflecting on how much has this come into our life. So today, inshallah, in this short time that we have, we will revise the same lesson. Hazrat Luqman, we have heard on many occasions that he was a very great personality. Some Mufassireen are even of the view that he was perhaps a Nabi. But the majority of the view that he was not a Nabi, but he was a very pious person and somebody who was at a very great rank. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala has preserved some of the advices that Luqman والسلام, gave to his son in the Qur'an Sharif. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ And then Luqman والسلام, is that personality that his wisdom the Qur'an Sharif testifies to. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةَ أَنِشْكُرُ لِلَّهِ Allah Ta'ala says we gave Luqman والسلام, hikmah, wisdom. So somebody who the Qur'an Sharif is testifying to his wisdom, so what must be the category and the caliber of his wisdom? So he on one occasion said to his son, that over time I have given you 4,000 advices. So a person whose wisdom the Quran is testifying to, every one of those 4,000 would be gems. Every one of those 4,000 would be filled with hikmah. And would be things for a person to make as part of his lesson in life. Then he told his son that out of those 4,000, today I am selecting four for you. Which is the summary of this 4,000. So a person of that caliber, that wisdom, 4,000 advices and he is making a selection. So that selection would really be the crux of everything. The core of the issue. And this is what we have to now look deeply into, that to what extent... Have we acquired these lessons? And how much we have to still go towards bringing these things in our lives? So in any case, he then started giving him the advice. So the first thing he said to him, إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ النَّاسِ فَحْفَظْ لِسَانَكَ That when you are in the gatherings of people, when you are sitting among people, then guard your tongue. Watch what you say. People doesn't mean that you're sitting under among 50 people. You're sitting with one person too. And that one person could be somebody in your own house. Could be your own wife, your parents, your children, whoever. But guard your tongue meaning say, when you say something, first think before you say it. Don't think, say it first and then think afterwards. Like one person, 
he was in Jamaat in the northern part of Pakistan. Lawalam was a position there now. But at that time, it was like a self-ruled place. Everybody would walk around with their rifles. Nobody, there was no law really. So the person, one person told him there, that here we have a problem with somebody, because everybody walks around with their rifles, walks around with their arms, and it's like a, hardly any government on it. So he says, here we have a problem with somebody, we shoot first and ask questions later. So after we finish shoot him, he's dead now, now we start finding out what happened. So that might sound a little bit like a joke to us, but how often we do the same with our tongue? We shoot arrows deep down in hearts of people, and then we start investigating to find out that what we said, based on what we said it, that basis itself was baseless. We just jump to some conclusions, that aspect of su'uzan, badgumani that we discussed in detail, on that basis we said something. Now we've already shot arrows into the heart of the person. Now we want to do damage control. But the damage is done. So, he says, إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي مَجَالِسِ nas فَحْفَظْ lisanak," Which the mashayikh say, that pehle tol phir bol. First weigh it, meaning, look into it, what is the reality of what I'm going to say? And what is going to be the effect of it? Is it going to bring any good? Or is it going to bring the opposite? Will it unite or will it divide? Will it make or will it break? So first think of it. And we have to learn to control this tongue. Not to first say things and then think about what I said, is it the right thing? Otherwise, the wounds of this tongue can be very deep. The wounds of arrows, that too will heal someday. But the wounds of the tongue, is very difficult. So we have to think first, before we say it. So this is the first lesson he gave him. That when you are in the gatherings of people, control your tongue. And as we discussed in several discussions, the ahadith, that sometimes a person utters one statement, he doesn't give any thought to it, he doesn't think he said anything great. لا يلقي لها بالن يرفع الله بها درجات But as a result, Allah Ta'ala elevates him to great stages because of the good that came out of that one statement he made. Somebody took it to heart. Somebody, it made somebody's day. And as a result, that person did some further good. And that good spread further on. He doesn't even have any faint idea. He encouraged somebody towards deen. That person got inspired with that encouragement. And he then went on ahead in his life, progressing in deen as a result. This person has no idea what happened. But Allah Ta'ala makes this a means of him gaining great stages in the akhirat. And on the other side, the person says, some statement which causes such, an, such a problem which breaks down somebody's spirit in deen, which causes a major inferno, inferno in a home, which divides people. And he thinks, what did I say? Nothing. But Yahweh bihafi jahannam. 
as a result he falls in the depths of Jahannam. But that one statement. So that what we utter is something extremely sensitive, something we have to be very, very conscious about. Think ten times before we utter something. That what am I going to say? Is it going to bring peace, happiness? Is it going to make somebody's day, fill somebody's heart with happiness? Or am I going to do the opposite? So this was the first lesson he gave him. Then the second, and now to keep in mind that he's selecting this from 4,000 advices. So each one is a an advice from which all thousands of other advices stem out of it. It is a foundation on which buildings are built. So the second thing he said to him, that إِذَا كُنْتَ فِي بُيُوتِ nas فَحْفَزْ basarak. When you are in the homes of people, guard your gaze. Why the homes of people? In that point in time, there wasn't, it wasn't imagined that some woman would walk out on the road somewhere and she would be without being covered entirely. But a person would go to visit somebody in his house. So that house was two by two. And that house was everything. That one room was everything. So now, to entertain the guest in that situation, sometimes it could happen by chance that the issue of hijab and parda gets compromised sometimes. So now as the guest there, beware, look after your gaze. So now this is no more in anybody's home. This is anywhere and everywhere. This is now an international calamity. So now we must Reflect again that out of 4,000 advices, he's selecting four. And out of that four, this is one of the four now. That look after your gaze. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses everybody generally in one gender. In Arabic, the male gender is different, the female gender is different. The word used is different. But in the address, everybody is included. The male gender is used and the female is also included. When it comes to the aspect of looking after the gaze, Allah Ta'ala first says, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Say to the believing men, يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ They must lower their gaze and protect their chastity. Because the two are linked. When the gaze will not be protected, the person's chastity will be in danger. Then he's opened the door to haram. That's already one haram is committed. He's opened the door to greater haram. And having said that, Allah Ta'ala then in the next ayat separately addresses the females. That don't think this is something exclusive to the males. Say to the believing woman also to lower their gazes and protect their chastity. Because in this dunya, things become the asbab and the means to greater things. On the positive end also, on the negative side as well. When a person will be engaging in the sabab, the means of some sin, though sometimes that in itself may not be a sin. For example, now somebody is surfing the internet on his phone, on his computer, whatever. Now, surfing the internet in itself is not haram or something. 
But that surfing the internet is a two-edged sword. It can either do some good or it can kill the person too. Now somebody tripped and fell once, twice. So that has become a major sub and a means of sin for him. If he's not going to stay far away from the means, then it is wishful thinking that he's going to indulge in the means and he's going to keep himself safe. There was this in the Bani Israel, in the tafsir of the ayat of the Quran Sharif, كَمَثَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِذْ قَالَ لِلْإِنسَانِ كفر فَلَمَّا كَفَرَ قَالَ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّنْكَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهَ رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ just to understand this point of how shaitan from one step to the next he takes a person till he finally brings him to his destruction. Now the person says, well I made Toba last time, it's fine. So, I'm safe from all this. So that's the first thought shaitan will put here. Whereas he's already burnt his fingers more than once. So I'm fine, I'm okay now. Oh, well I'm just giving somebody dini advice. Who's the somebody? Some female. See, to invite somebody to deen, and the person is far away from deen. So I'm giving the person deeny advice. So deeny advice, giving deeny advice in itself. Can there be any question of giving deeny advice not being right? But, giving deeny advice to who and how? So now shaitan starts it off on that note. So in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, in the tafsir, tafsir al-tabari and other tafasir, Mufassirin mentioned that this is regarding an incident in the Bani Israel. That there was this Rahib, this worshipper, very pious person. And for years he had been engaged in his ibadat and worship. There were three brothers living in the same town. And these three brothers and with them was their one sister. She was extremely beautiful. She was also very ill. And now these people had to go on some journey. All three of them had to go on some journey. Together. Now what do they do with their sister? So they said the only person that we can trust in this whole place is this Rahib. The only person that we can feel safe about and secure about is this worshipper. So let us go and request him to look after her. So in any case they came. So he said, find this room on the side, she'll stay there and whatever it is, we'll take care of the provisions and so on. And now she was ill, so he arranged for her treatment. In a short while she, now these brothers are gone, in a short while she recovered. And now shaitan started dragging him one step at a time. And after all, she's isolated here, her brothers are gone, you need to at least find out if she's okay. So one thing started. And what a good note, what a pleasant uh, picture shaitan puts in front. What a picture of righteousness. So, to cut the long story short, one thing led to another. And eventually, now shaitan kept on moving it one step further. Until eventually, he finally committed zina with her. And then a short while later he realized that she's expecting a child. So now shaitan came back. One thing after the other. Do you realize what has happened now? 
and how are you going to be disgraced? If you want to save yourself from the disgrace, there's only one way. You know, save yourself from the disgrace, there's only one way now. Now the only one way is that you're going to have to kill her and bury her. And when her brothers come, just say, well, she passed away, finish. So first one sin, then the next, then the one beyond that, then zina, and now murder. So now he committed that murder, and he buried her. Some time passed, the brothers came, said, well, she was sick when you left. She finally passed away. So I buried her and finished. So they accepted his word, they went away. But now each one of them is seeing in a dream. Shaitan is now putting all this back. Shaitan is coming in each one's dream and saying that this was a whole story this person made up. Go and dig up that grave, you'll find the remains of even that fetus. So now when all are seeing this kind of dream, they eventually said there's something to it. They went and dug up the grave and even the remains of the fetus was there. So now the whole story came out. So now the whole story came out so, they came to confront this Rahim. So he realized that now they've come to know the truth. So at that time, Shaitan appeared in a form in front of him. And said to him, look, now you are in a real problem. You have really put yourself in a corner. And there's one way that I can help you. But for that help to come, for me to help you, there's one condition. What is that condition? Uh, he's in the state of desperation. That condition is that you're going to have to make one sajda to me. So now he went to make that sajda. To who? To shaitan. And when he made that sajda, he already committed kufr now. At that time, this was the this is the ayat referring to that. Kamathali shaitani is lil insani kufr. When shaitan said to that person now, that rahib, commit this kufr, meaning make that sajda. That sajda was kufr. And in other words, you do this, I will now help you. Falamma kafara qala inni bari ummink. And when he committed that kufr, then shaitan also washed his hands of him. I got nothing to do with you. And these people finally reached there and they killed him and he died also and died in kufr also. Dunya went, akhirat went as well. But where it started off from a little spark. It started off from a little spark. Just to go and find out how she is. That little spark ended up in him committing all these major sins and finally dying on kufr. This is the ayat of the Quran Sharif. Shaitan is qala insani kufr. Falamma kafara qala inni bari ummink. Inni akhafullah rabbal alameen. Fakana aqibatahuma annahuma finnari khalidaini fiha. Both shaitan, he is doomed from beforehand forever. And this person both will end up in the fire forever. So this is the lesson. This is that one spark that starts off with the wrong glance. And this is what Allah Ta'ala is giving us this command in the Quran Sharif. And this is the epidemic. This is the epidemic of the time. And as a result, people, their Ramadan gets washed out in one moment. Person's Hajj gets washed out while he's still on Hajj. His Arafat gets washed out in Arafat. And 
he's just held the ghilaf of the Kaaba Sharif, he hasn't even turned away from there and he's already washed it out too. This is the epidemic of the time. And this is the thing we have to make the utmost effort to bring under control, to protect our iman, protect our haya, protect our deen, protect our amal. Because this is the thing that starts off at one point and it finishes off destroying so many things. And therefore the rewards of saving oneself from this haram glance is so great. That Allah Ta'ala says in the hadith Qudsi, النَّزْرُ سَحْمٌ مِّن سِحَامِ إِبْلِيسِ مسموم, That this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Poisonous arrow of shaitan. Can you imagine a person sipping poison all the time? He's sipping poison. What will happen to him? He'll become paralyzed and then death. So when a person is constantly casting lustful glances, this poison is penetrating his heart all the time. As a result, it leads to spiritual paralysis. Now the person doesn't have the heart to do anything. <coughs> Any good he is not inclined to. He's only inclined towards more of the same. And what level he is on then doesn't give him any satisfaction. So now he has to go into something worse. So in any case, this is, and Allah Ta'ala then says, مَنْ تَرَكَهَا مَخَافَتِي The one who will forsake this haram glance out of my fear. Then أَبْدَلْتُ بِهَا إِيمَانًا يَدِدُ حَلَاوَتَهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ I will give him in return such iman that he will taste the sweetness of that iman in his heart. One is that he will taste the sweetness of ibadat. He will get the pleasure of salah. He will get the sweetness of tilawat. He'll get the enjoyment of zikr. Because he gave up haram pleasure, Allah Ta'ala will give him halal pleasure. But over and above that, Muhaddisin explained that this is a physical thing. Like a person eats something sweet, he feels the sweetness. He'll feel a sweetness within himself. The sweetness of iman. So this is something, and it starts off with the eye. The eye is a super highway to the heart. And the eye is not going to be controlled, the heart won't be controlled. And the heart is the king. Now when the heart is in all kinds of filth, then sooner or later the rest of the body is going to follow that. Because the heart is king. When the king is corrupted, then all the limbs are going to be corrupted. All kinds of sins are going to carry on then. So this Mubarak month of Ramadan has come to give us the lesson of taqwa. And in this time and age, as on many occasions we've mentioned, Hazrat Wala Rahmatullah you say this is my eight years of experience. That bring these four things in your life, the rest will become very easy. Bring these four things in your life, it's my 80 years experience. The rest of it, this is what people find difficult. Sometimes it's very easy for some and very difficult for some. But bring these four things in your life and the rest will become very easy. You see, the two are the external things. The beard, one fist length. This was Nabi Sallallahu beard. It's not permissible to shave the beard off or to trim it lesser than a fist length. There was one poet in India. So he said some couplets which were very touching in praise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
in Persian. So, one person in Iran heard these couplets. Reached him there, somebody took it along wherever. So he was so touched by it, he says, I must go and meet this person. So he came along all the way, Persia of that time. So when he came, finding out, getting directions, eventually he got there. It so happened when he got to this place, this person was on the barber's chair. And he was busy having his beard shaved off. So this visitor got shocked. I came to see an ashik of Rasulullah sallallahu So he asked him, Aha, me tara. Um, in Persian he said, in Farsi, that what are you doing? So he replied and said, that he realized what is going on. So he said, well, I'm merely shaving my beard off. I'm not shaving somebody's heart. So this visitor replied and said, that what are you saying you're not shaving somebody's heart? Are you not shaving the heart of Rasulullah That his sunnat and his way and you are doing this? So that person was a sincere person. He was in an error, he was in a mistake, but he was a sincere person. He immediately responded, Jazakallah ke chashmam baaz kardan. May Allah Ta'ala reward you, you open my eyes today. I'm making toba from this from now. So I used to say, one is, the beard one first length. And the pants above the ankles, Nabi says, Whatever flows beneath the ankles of the garments, Bukhari Sharif. This is in the fire of Jahannam. So these are the two external things. And then the other two things, the eye and the heart. Look after the gaze and look after the heart. Person brings these four things in his life, the rest will become very easy. Because when his heart is now protected, then that heart will be all the time with good thoughts, with good inclinations, and spurring him on towards good. NJ22159 is blocking a driveway. Please remove this car immediately. NJ, NC, sorry. Sorry, NC22159. NC22159. So this four things, as it says, this is my 80 years experience. Those who bring these four things in their life, the other things become very easy. Then they go smoothly along. So this was in any case the second advice Luqman Salaam gave to his son. That I am extracting these four advices out of 4,000. The first was control your tongue. The second, control your gaze. The third, he said, وَإِذَا كُنْتَ عَلَى الْمَاءِدَى فَحْفَزْ بَطْنَكَ When you are at the dastarkhan, when you are at the table, cloth, then look after your stomach. Then you eat according to your need, not to the extent of greed. Because, as they say, the eyes will never get full. The stomach has got a limit. But the eyes will never get full. But overeating is physically harmful and it is very harmful for a person's spiritual self as well. It makes a person spiritually lethargic. The zeal to do good deeds gets dampened when a person is now under this weight of this overeating. 
So it harms a person's spirituality as well. There are many details in that. But time is limited. The fourth thing he said to him, that وَإِذَا كُنْتَ فِي الصَّلَاةِ فَاحْفَزْ قَلْبَكَ That when you are in salah, then look after your heart. And to the extent that a person will look after his thoughts outside salah, protect his heart from thinking haram, from thinking all kinds of futile things and so on, he'll keep his heart in good thoughts. To that extent in salah, his heart will be in salah. And outside salah, if his heart is roaming around the whole, all the vices, in all the vice dens and whatever other things, then in salah, the same thing is going to be the case. So to the extent the person will look after his heart outside, to that extent he'll come inside in salah. When a person says Allahu Akbar, then it is, but he is now communicating with Allah Ta'ala. So these were the four things he said to him. There's many details in it, but just be summarizing it. And then after giving him these four advices, he said, I'm telling you two more things. This is the bonus now. So where were the two things he said to him? He said, two things don't ever remember. Two things don't ever remember. And two don't ever forget. Don't ever remember two things what? One is don't remember your favors to people. You've done some favor to somebody, you did it for Allah Ta'ala. So you got your reward from Allah Ta'ala. So now to remind the person of that favor is to destroy it. La tubtilu sadaqatikum bil manni wal adha. Allah Ta'ala says, don't destroy your sadaqat by giving reminders. Because this gives taklif to the person. Now you're giving that pain, that embarrassment. So don't remind of your favors. So forget about that favor. You did a favor to somebody, you did it for Allah Ta'ala. Now forget about it. Don't even remember you did it. And don't remember people's ill treatment to you. Don't remember your favors to people. And don't remember people's ill treatment to you. This is just carrying baggage around for no benefit. This is just a weight on you. One is there's a recoverable right of some sort, then pursue it if you want, in a dignified manner. But other than that, he's just carrying this weight, and just you walking with this burden on one. But no benefit. So don't remember your favors to people, and don't remember people's ill treatment to you. For that moment you got affected, you felt hurt, you maybe even cried, but one, two days, all that passes then. Then time is the healer. But now if you decide to carry it along, then now there's going to be just your own doing that you're going to be walking around with this burden. So this is Luqman Salaam's advice, whose hikmah and wisdom the Quran is testifying to. Now the problem is sometimes we want to question everything, but how, why? So we deprive ourselves of the benefit. And then he said two things don't ever forget. Two aspects don't ever forget. Don't forget Allah and don't forget your death. Don't forget Allah. Allah is watching. Jo karta hai to chupke ahle jaha se, dekhta hai koi tujhe asma se. When you are thinking that you have hidden from the people and hidden from mankind and you're doing what you want to do, someone is watching still from above. Allah Ta'ala is still watching. So don't forget Allah Ta'ala. 
when a person will remember Allah Ta'ala and be conscious of Allah Ta'ala, then he will, inshallah, go towards the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And don't forget your death. Death can come at any time. Now when you jump in that car and when you're switching on that music, then remember that this could be my last drive also. And how many people went in that last drive? So do I want to leave the dunya with this music blaring in my ears? I got this stuck in my ear and I'm listening to something which is haram. And if I pass away with that and my ruh is being extracted and that is blaring right in my ears, that haram. If I'm busy looking at haram and the angel of death comes in that time, I want to pass away in that condition that that is still in my hand like that and worse till it fall on my chest. This is how I want to meet Allah Ta'ala. So a person who will remember his death and remember the reality of death and remember that death can come at any time and it comes to anyone. It comes to the old too, it comes to the young also. It comes to the sick, it comes to the healthy as well. Just in this month of Ramadan, we mentioned a few days ago that one person in Spingo Beach, his wife, young person, healthy, not a bit of illness. She attended the Talim program the day before and she never complained of anything. She was fine, normal, and the next day she just suddenly dropped dead. The first week of Ramadan. Just suddenly passed away. Without a any sign of any illness or any complaint of any sort before. That's dunya. That's the hakikat of life. So a person who keeps this reality in front, this will become a barrier against the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. A barrier against sin. So these are the advices that he gave to his son. This is advice for us. And this is something that we have to make as the direction of our way forward. That if we live by these principles... And inshallah, the other things will become very easy as well. And inshallah, we'll remain going forward, progressing steadily. But if we keep the asbab and the means of sin close to us, the gaze is not protected, then now the person is walking around with fire, then he's going to get burnt. So then it will be our own doing. So this month of Ramadan has come for us to make this decision. To make this firm determination that now we want to stay away from all guna, all sin, all disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. <clears throat> we want to become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. We want to remain His true servants. We are insan. Insan is insan. He can slip. But nobody premeditates how he's going to slip and fall. I'm going to go and walk on that road. I'm going to look for a loose pebble to put my foot on so that I will fall and break my legs. Nobody premeditates that. This doesn't preclude the possibility that he can slip and fall. He can slip and fall. But nobody plans how to slip and fall. So a mu'min too, a muttaqi also, can sometimes slip, he can make a mistake. But he doesn't sit down and plan how I'm going to make a mistake. He doesn't sit down and premeditate sin. And plan how to commit guna. Rather he is very careful. Like that person who's fallen once especially, then as they say, once bitten, twice shy, now he walks double careful. So he stays far away from the puddles. So likewise, the person who has now already burnt himself once, twice, in certain things, whatever it is, everyone, we all have our weaknesses. So now is the time there to realize that I've got to stay far away from these aspects. 
so that I remain far away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And in this way we will make our effort, a little mujahada, this is a short life, this little mujahada in this short life, and the everlasting pleasures and joys of Jannah awaiting. Mala aynun ra'at, wala udhunun sami'at, wala khatar ala qalbi bashar, that what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard of, and what no heart can even imagine and think, all those pleasures Allah Ta'ala has placed in Jannat, that is waiting for those who are just going to make this little bit mujahada, this little bit of sacrifice. But Allah Ta'ala's pleasure will come on them in this dunya already. And this dunya will already become a place of, a kind of Jannat for them. Where they will enjoy that peace of mind, that serenity of the heart. They will be really enjoying life, even though outwardly it seems this person is quite deprived. But ask his heart, he doesn't want to barter that for anything. So Allah Ta'ala will bless that in this dunya already. And what is in the akhirat is apart from that, may Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq, that we bring our lives completely onto deen, make sincere tawbah from all things that are against the commands of Allah Ta'ala, from all the haram, from all the vices, and remove all these things from our lives completely, and in the process we'll get the peace and happiness of dunya also, and the best of akhirat as well. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
دل میں راہ ہو جائے میدان تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آم و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یارب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر وردے زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 
محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله 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 كيسا بيارا نام هي عاشقو كامينا اور جام هي الله الله كيسا بيارا نام هي عاشقو كامينا اور جام هي آه راجز آسما حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود آه راجز آسما حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود الہی بندارا رسوام کن گربدم من سر من پیدام کن الہی بندارا رسوام کن گربدم من سر من پیدام کن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 لا الہ 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم اللهم إنا نسألك إيمانا كاملا ويقينا صادقا وقلبا خاشعا ولسانا ذاكرا وعلما نافعا وعملا صالحا مقبولا ورزقا حلالا طيبا مباركا وشفاء من كل داء وتجارة لن تبور اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعافية اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعافية ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا إنك جامع الناس اليوم لا ريب فيه إن الله لا يخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان إله العالمين يا الله ومس مصف الغريشيس كائن الله most loving compassionate Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah only with your tawfiq ya Allah we have taken your name ya Allah ilahu alamin with the barakat of your name ya Allah you grant us complete islah and tazkiyah ya Allah ya Allah you make our complete islah ya Allah ilahu alamin make us your true and obedient servants ya Allah ilahu alamin let it not be that after the month of Ramadan we become back to all those sins ya Allah ilahu alamin we have made firm sincere tawbah ya Allah ilahu alamin you keep us steadfast on our tawbah ya Allah and save us from going back to all the harams ya Allah ilahu alamin save us from going back to all the sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you enable us to protect our tongues, Ya Allah. Enable us to guard our gaze, Ya Allah. Enable us to keep our hearts clean, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts of all the evil, Ya Allah. Remove all the dirt, dirt and filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you keep us from head to toe in your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save every limb of our so many haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from all the disobedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, these few moments that are left, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to use it correctly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower down your mercies and rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you free us from the fire of Jahannam, Ya Allah. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minan nar. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minan nar. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minan nar. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the duas that we have made, Ya Allah, you accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nothing is worthy of presenting to you, Ya Allah. These duas are so weak also, Ya Allah. We don't know how to ask, Ya Allah. We don't know what to ask, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what we should have asked, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant it without even asking, Ya Allah. What we have asked, Ya Allah, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. What we haven't asked, ask, Ya Allah, grant it without us asking as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's needs, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, throughout the world, give the Muslims afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah.
except one and all of us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not deprive anybody, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever was in the cry of each person's heart, Ya Allah, grant it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove all their worries and sorrows and grief, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah asked for. Ya Allah, we are also asking for all the good. Ya Allah, whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahabihi jma'in wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin